Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nbplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. We're going into the book of John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Today, today, there you will find my assignment for today. The word of God reads in this fashion. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is Aramaic, and is called Bethesda. And which is surrounded by five covered colonies. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water stirs. While I am trying to get in, someone else, is, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once, the man, who, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day of which this took place was a Sabbath. Amen. We worship you, Jesus. Today, I want to speak to you brev- briefly under the theme, the theme, it's a good day for change. Go ahead and look at your neighbor and tell him it's a good day. For change. It's a good day for change. Change is one of those words that uh, is kind of funny. It depends how you feel about the word at the moment. For some people, the reality is that uh, change is not welcomed. We don't like change. And yet, I beg to differ because for some of us, if not most of us, we do operate in in, in change. We change our hairstyle. Come on, ladies, say amen. We, we, We change our wardrobe. We change our style. We'll change our curtains and our furniture and our cars and our cell phones. In other words, there are some change that are that we embrace immediately, and yet there are other changes, those difficult changes, those changes that require a little bit more effort than walking into a store. These are the changes that we tend to to resist, but we so desperately want. We need change. We want change. But for change to be effective, it is important for us to understand that we must be willing to enter And stay in the process of change. Change is a process. Change is not instant. It doesn't happen from one day to the next. There is is things that need to take place in our lives in order for it to be effective. Author and motivational speaker John Rowan declared, Your life does not become better by chance. It gets better by change. 
your life does not get better by chance. In other words, for all of you that like to wake up in the morning and say, I wish today would be this kind of day. I'm here to tell you it does not happen by chance. It happens by change. Change is intentional. We have to be intentional about, about the change we want to see in our lives. Change has a purpose. Somebody say change has a purpose. And, and, and most of all, most of all, when it comes to change, change requires a plan of action. In other words, what are you going to do today that is different from what you did yesterday? What are you able to do tomorrow? What are you willing to do tomorrow that is different from what you did today? Somebody say amen to that. And, and, and so we have to understand that change requires a plan of action. But for some of us brothers and sisters that like to resist change, here's a fact that you need to understand. Change is going to happen with or without your permission. Change is going to happen with or without our permission. Your, your life is going to change. The seasons are going to change. Your children are going to change. Guess what? Your spouse is going to change. Things are going to change and you have to be ready to receive or to enter into that season of change. Social media changes, amen. Our apps are constantly telling us you need to update, amen. Uh, 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 the phones change and, and our iPads change and everything is changed. You can't stop it. Look at your neighbor. You can't stop this change. As much as I would hate for those cold weathers, and I don't care what you tell me, for that cold weather to come to Florida, I can't stop it from happening. I came to Florida for the sun, not for no cold. I wanted cold, I would have stood up north. Come on, somebody say amen to that. And if you want to be effective and relevant to the times we live in, listen, you must be willing to change. Because here's a truth that you need to embrace. Whatever doesn't change becomes obsolete. Whatever doesn't change becomes useless. Whatever doesn't change loses its purpose. How many of you still got that iPad 1? It looks good, but it serves no purpose. And for many of you, let me, many of you, we feel useless. We feel purposeless, and it's because we didn't change when change was necessary. For many of us, we're struggling in our current life because when seasons were changing, you are still unwilling to change with that season. You're still not willing to change your ways. You're still not willing to change your, your, your thinking. Come on, somebody. Refusal to change will not stop it from happening around you and in you. Somebody say amen to that. And when we read this scripture, we see that there are people that are gathered there near this pool called Bethesda. There was no whole people at this place. The only people that walked around here were sick people, blind, lames, paralyzed. Those were the kind of people that were found in this place. They, 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 they were all there waiting for the same thing. They were waiting for a change in atmosphere. They were waiting for a change in their personal life. Scripture says that from time to time, 
an angel will descend and he begins to stir up these waters and they were waiting for that moment. They were waiting for that season to happen in order for them to get there. But the only people that were there were sick people. And that, that brings an interesting point because that tells us that to experience real change, you need to observe the crowd you are spending your time with. Some of us want change, but we're hanging out with people that don't change. We want change, but we want to hang out with the same crowd of every single day. And come on, let's be honest. Some of the people we walk with, we, we really don't know why we're walking with them. But because we fear making new friends. We fear making you a soul. Some people are in a job they can't stand, but they're not willing to change position. They're not willing to leave their job to enter another field. Come on, somebody. This crowd wanted to be whole. whole. They wanted to be healed, but they were still not willing. They, 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 were, they were willing to fight with each other. Why would I say that? Because the scripture says that the first to arrive at the water, the first is a serve me mentality. The first means that I got to outrun you. I got to fight you in order to get my change. And you need to stay away from people that will be willing to step all over you in order to get what they want. You know, he, 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 he was there and he was, he was surrounded by victim mentality. He was surrounded with people that had a list of complaints. He was surrounded by people that had a list of sickness. I don't know if you know somebody like that. That from the moment they wake up, all they're saying, my head hurts, my back hurt, my foot hurt, my knee hurt, my tooth hurt. Come on, somebody. My pockets hurt. My heart hurts. Everything hurts. I don't know if you know somebody like that. I got to calm down because I feel like preaching already. They were waiting for a change in the environment. They were waiting for something to happen. They were waiting for a reaction in order to take action. Some people will never act to change until they feel that the time is right. They wait for everything to align itself to be perfect for the stars and the moon and everything in orbit to stand in alignment in order to do something. You know somebody like that? If you ain't saying amen, it's got to be you. They're, 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 they're there and they're waiting for, for, for signs and wonders and, and all sorts of things in order to take action. Some of us are getting ready for 2018 and, and we're like, well, I promise you when 2018 comes, this is the year I'm going to look for the Lord more. This is the year I'm going to lose weight. This is the year I'm going to do this and do that only to, to, for January 3rd to come and you forget about everything you done said. Religious people say they must pray to God before something can happen. They say, I got to pray to see if God is down with this. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4 in the New Living Translation, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. I like the second part of the verse. It says, if they wait for, if they watch every cloud, they'll never harvest. In other words, you will never receive what you're waiting for if you're waiting for the things to be perfect. 
Oh, my God. It, it was in the midst of this sickness. It was in the midst of this waiting. It was in the midst of this craziness where Jesus showed up. I wonder if you're missing your season because you're missing Jesus. Often, you must be the creator of the change you desire and want. I'm going to say that again. Oftentimes, you must be the creator of the change you desire and want. People who want things to change must be willing to do whatever needs to be done, whenever it needs to be done. Oh, you're not listening to me. They got to, they got to, they got to, you got to break your habit. You have to break your ritual. You have to, I'm currently working on doing five different things every morning. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to break that ritual of getting up every morning and brushing my teeth and combing my hair. I got hair. Don't look at me like that. Sometimes I... And doing the same thing, eating the same old breakfast. Come on. Driving the same old route. Sometimes you just got to change the route. You got to change the route. I, I promise you, I learned this one time. This is out of my notes, but it's good. It's good. I promise you, I promise you, most of you that shop in Walmart, most of you that shop in whatever store you like to shop on, you go the same aisles every single time. If you're like me, I don't know about you, but when I go to Walmart to shop for food, I always start at the back end, at least in my Walmart. In the back end is where the milk is at and the eggs. And then I work my way all the way to the front where the fruit and vegetables are at. But if I ever go to a new Walmart, I'm thrown off. I'll be there like, where, what am I supposed, what is it that I'm getting? What is it that I'm getting? Why? Because we come accustomed to doing things the same way every single time. And the moment something changes, your body goes out of whack. And somebody needs to understand that for things to happen, you got to change your system. You have to create the change that you want. For the woman with the issue of blood, she had to push and drag herself in the midst of people to get her miracle. For the blind man, he had to call on Jesus when people were telling him to shut up. Somebody say, you got to do what you got to do. But here's an important fact. Change requires risks. It's a risk to change. It's a risk to change because change requires for you to do something that other people are not doing. Change requires that you behave in a way that those around you are not behaving. Change requires for you to think in a way that those around you are not thinking. Are you listening to what I'm trying to tell you? The moment you begin to act and behave and talk differently, those around you are going to say, what's wrong with you, man? Why are you acting this way? Why? Ever since you've been going to new birth, you've been thinking a different way. You've been acting a different way. You've been talking a different way. And it's because I need a change in my life. Oh, my God. You got to believe and have faith at a different level. When those around you believe not or have no faith, it requires, change requires for you to invest in things. That other people are not willing to invest. Hang out with people that other people are not willing to hang out. Are you listening to me? They were there waiting for a day when the, they were living in a day. See, you, you, you got to understand, 
it's, to me, it seems silly for me to wait for an angel when Jesus is walking around. In my mind, I'm trying to process what's happening here because the Bible says that they were sitting there. They were laying there. They were just hanging out there. And all the while, I wondered, did they not hear that Jesus was healing people? Why weren't they like other people that were seeking for Jesus? Because if it comes down to you waiting in a place and me knowing that a place is doing something, I want to go to the place where things are happening. Not occasionally. But often, okay, but, but, but I like Jesus because what I know about God, what I love about God is that even when you're not pursuing him, he pursues you. Come on, you're not listening to me. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. I, what I love about God, even when you didn't have him in mind, he had you in mind. I don't know about you, but my testimony is I didn't come to church because I wanted to be in church. I came to church because God designed it that way for me. Somebody say Amen. Where my young people at, somebody invited you to this hangout and you was like, sure, why not? But the least thing you expected was to run into a man that was going to change your life totally and absolutely. So the Bible says Jesus is among them. He's walking with them. He's looking at them and his eyes are drawn to this particular man. And I was wondering why he was looking at this particular man. And, and, and I'm going to get there. But when he got there, he got there. Listen, listen. He says when he got there, Jesus asked him a question. The question seems ridiculous when you really think about it. The question Jesus poses the man is, will you be healed? In, in, in the King James Version is, will you be made whole? Because you can receive a healing and still not be whole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in church long enough to know that I can play this thing out and still be broken in the inside. Come on. I, I've been in church long enough to know that I can lift up my hands. I can speak in tongues and run around the church and still be broken in the inside. I can still be dealing with some issues that happened 25 years ago. And Jesus is asking, will you really be whole? Will you allow me to complete your life? Would you allow me to restore everything from your past, present, and future? Come on, I feel like preaching now. Who am I talking? Jesus is saying, I don't want to do a superficial miracle. I want to do a whole miracle. I want to do the kind of miracle that when people look at you, they have no shadow of a doubt that the marks of Christ. Oh, my God. Will thou be whole? Will thou be whole? Will thou be whole? What a ridiculous question you're posing me when I'm sitting here. And for 38 years, I've been in this condition. Ask your neighbor how long you had that condition. How long you've been in that condition? How long have you thought in that way? How long have you spoken the way you've spoken? Come on, nobody say nothing to me. How, how, how often, how long have you been behaving? Though This is the way I've always been, and that's a problem. Come on. Well, this is just the way I am. Well, you're against the word of God because the Bible says that if somebody be in Christ, you are. Don't, don't, don't start nothing and there won't be nothing. Will thou be made whole? Will thou be made whole? And look at the response because this is some of the response that we give Jesus. He tells Jesus, I don't got nobody to help me. That wasn't the question. 
In other words, he was trying to redirect the question that Jesus was asking him with an excuse. What's your excuse? He says, Lord, let me, let, let me tell you, the problem is that I don't have nobody to help me. I ain't, look, 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 if you look over here in that corner, you see that man, that man got his mother next to him. If you look over there, you look over there, he got his buddies who are hanging out with him. But I'm here by myself. And the reason why we sometimes find ourselves by ourselves is because people get tired of the way you are. Woo! Let's, let's. Come on, let's be honest. Sometimes we can't even stand ourselves. Sometimes you look at your mirror and you say, what's going on with you, man? When are you going to change your life? When you're going to stop behaving, you did it again. You slept with so-and-so and you drank this and you smoked that and you sniffed the other. When are you going to stop and allow? I ain't got nobody. Somebody say, I ain't got nobody. But let them know it's that, that God designed it that way because God can never allow for your miracle to be in the hand of another man. If God allows for another person to be the, 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 the person responsible for your miracle, they get the glory. Who helped you out? My mother helped me out. How you paid your rent? So-and-so paid your rent. But when money is coming out of a place that you don't have a clue, then you got to say, I don't know how God did it, but all I know is that every week somebody, there's a check in the mail. Every week, oh my God. Will thou be made whole? Ask your neighbor, will you be made whole? Because the wholeness is what's keeping you from your change. Do you want change? Do you want change? If you leave this evening or this afternoon, I want you to ask yourself that question. Do I really want change? Because the response must match your behavior. You can't say, I want to change and still be acting a fool. I can't say I want to lose 10 pounds and keep eating cookies late at night. You see what I'm saying? I can't say I don't want to sleep around no more and keep your booty calls number in your phone. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Oh, I've been there, done that, got a t-shirt. Don't play with me. I'm from the Bronx, baby. I'm hood as a hood can get. I know what I'm talking about, that late night sexting. Come on, if I want change, I gotta let them go. If I want change, I gotta change my number. I gotta change my address. Oh. Look at your neighbor, tell them you better change, you better change. You better change your number, girl. Change your email, change your Facebook. Change it, change your Instagram. Cut that thing out. So I don't know who God is preaching to today, but you better change whatever you gotta change. You can't stay the same. You can't keep doing the same thing. Change must be in alignment with your behavior and with your actions. Come on, somebody say amen. But, but I don't know what happened because he begins by making the excuse and somewhere in the middle he probably thought wait a minute because after he gave the excuse he says something I bet you you never noticed it he says but while I am coming but while I am coming he says I you know I don't got nobody but while I am coming somebody gets in front of me in other words I'm dragging myself to this change 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And to me, and to me, that's what drew Jesus to him. That was the difference between this sick man and every other sick man. Because other people had other people. But he was dragging himself. Now sometimes you got to drag yourself to your miracle. Y'all not saying, nah, I'm going to preach on this side. Some, some, sometimes you got to grab yourself by the collar and tell yourself, you got to get there, you got to get there, you got to get there. Come on, who am I? Sometimes you got to drag and fight and bite and kick and fuss. He says, while I am coming, in other words, the, the, the reality is I ain't got nobody, but I'm trying to do something for myself. The reality, nobody's giving me a support, but I'm trying to make it to church. You don't know, Pastor. It was hard for me to get here this morning, but I'm here. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Last week, I wouldn't have made it, but this week, I'm at new birth. So this week, I made it. This response demonstrates that he was probably dragging himself to the point of wholeness. But I think he struggled with his mind. I have no one to help me, but I'm still coming. While I'm coming, someone goes ahead of me. Notice the statement, someone goes down ahead of me. Someone goes down ahead of me. Someone goes down ahead of me what he's saying is why did why did he say someone is going down before him instead of somebody goes up could it be that he had been looking at life from a low point of view come on come on come on somebody say come on change Jesus responds to him get up Jesus identifies that your problem is your your visual Somebody say, I got a visual problem. Yeah, in order to change, you got to change your visual. Yeah, 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 you got you to gotta change your visual. He's saying the problem is, the problem is, the problem is that you're looking at things from the down up. When you should look, from, look at it from up to the bottom. Come on, you're not listening. It is not the same for me to lay here and look at you guys this way as me looking at you from up here that way. Come on, somebody. Jesus says the first thing you need to do is you need to lift your vision. Stop looking at things from a low point. Stop looking at things from a negative perspective. Where my negative people at, shout at me. I know you're in here. You always got something negative to say. You're always looking at what could happen. But what if? They live their lives with the what ifs, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. Jesus says you need to stop that and you need to start looking at it from, a, from up here. When you look at things from up here, you're going to see it totally different. Somebody say, Lord, give me your vision. If you're going to experience change in your life, you must change your outlook. You must change your direction, the direction of your vision. You, you, you got to stop looking at it from the feet, from the floor, from the dirt, and look at it from where God sits. The next thing Jesus tells him is take your mat. Somebody say take your mat. In other words, take control of the thing that has you on hold. The reason some people never change is because they become enslaved by the things that they were supposed to dominate. You're letting things that you're called to dominate to dominate you. There was no reason for Adam to sin or Eve because they were called to dominate the serpent. But they let the serpent dominate them. And many of us have a struggle. Come on. Let's, 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 let's be real. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at them. Look at me. 
Look at me. Some of us are enslaved by things that God called you to dominate. He says, if you're going to become, if you're going to get this change, you got to stop letting that thing take, take over your life. You need to grab it by the hand. That's why many times when God was talking to Moses, he says, grab the serpent by the hand. In other words, I want to show you you got control of this. I want to show you you can dominate this. I want to show you you have victory in Christ Jesus. You're not listening to me right now. I want to tell you that the thing that is dominating you has no power the moment you decide that it has no power. It's a change of perspective. I, I allow this thing to dominate me. Oh, I said, no, boo, you ain't got no control. You can't come over my house. You can't do this. You, you're not going to dominate me. Take your mat. Somebody say, take your mat. Jesus says, walk. In other words, God delivers you so that you don't stay in the same position but for you to move from one place to another. You, 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 you. God would do something for you, but if you keep going back to the same thing he delivered you from, it's not that he didn't deliver you, it's that you haven't walked away from it. It's not that he didn't deliver you, it's that you keep calling it. You keep looking at it, you keep playing with it, you keep petting it. And God is saying, stop it already. You've been delivered. It don't have no control over you. Now you got to walk. Walk means I'm changing. I'm moving from one place to the next place. Some of us are still living in our past. Jesus says move from there already. Walk out from it already. Stop living there when I've transitioned you into your future. Somebody say amen. And I finish with this. Jesus said finally in verse 14, he, he ran into the guy after the guy was made whole. In verse 14, Jesus tells him, hey, how you doing? He says, I'm doing all right now. I've been able to walk. I've been, I've been able to do this thing. He says, but I got one more thing for you. He tells him, sin no more. In other words, don't do it again. Don't, don't change requires for you not to do the same thing all over again. Change requires for you to change your habit. Your, re your reading habit, your thinking habit, your speaking habit, your dressing habit, whatever it is that you need to change. He says, don't do that again. Look at your neighbor and say, stop doing it. Stop doing the thing that enslaves you. See, 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 when the Bible says he's been in this condition, it's indication that he was never in this condition before. Something took him to that condition. Some of us never been this negative in our lives. But an experience happened. Something happened to you that's made you that way. Your heart was broken. Somebody betrayed you. Whatever your condition was. See, I was always angry. I was always angry. When I was young, I was always angry. I was always into fights. My condition came out of a domestic violence home. That's what I saw in my house. Mom and dad. And so I, 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 I took that with me. Jesus says, okay, that's it. It's done. It's over. But how many of you know you can still come to church and still be a little rough in the edges? And every now and then, hey, what's up, man? 
Jesus says, listen, that's done with. I've dealt with the issue. Now you can walk home. Now you can walk in victory. Come on, stand on your feet. So the question is, what's holding you back? What's holding you? What's keeping you from walking into your divine purpose? What's keeping you from, from, from making God's will a reality in your life? Your excuses will always keep you from changing. It's hard, Pastor. It's challenged, Pastor. It's this and that. I'm 37 years old. I decided last year to go to college after I dropped out of school at the age of 14. Do you know how hard this thing is for me? Every day I want to quit. Every day I want to cry. Every day I want to throw in the towel. But I tell myself, you said you were going to change. So I'm going to do this thing until until the very end. Sometimes, sometimes it's a sacrifice. Change requires a sacrifice. It's painful. It's hard to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to go on a diet. It's hard to go to a work. That is, it's hard to be a mobile church. Come on. It's hard to come here and serve all the time. But God is saying, while you're doing it, I promise you, you're going to be whole. While you're doing it, you're going to see things you've never seen before. You're going to live to your full potential. Are you listening to me? If that's you, if God's calling you, if he's telling you, you need to change. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.